millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. with the soundboard had to fix it on the fly tonight my guest is the preeminent modern day war correspondent author and photographer michael yan he is currently on his way to his hotel in belize he left darien gap earlier this week we're going to be talking about what he's got going on so sit back relax and grab your popcorn we're going to be right back after this 
So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufactured Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot owned lab. ESS 60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have kind of a hybrid show because, as I said in the introduction, Michael and his team are currently on their way to the hotel. They left the Darien Gap in Panama, and they've been headed into Belize. He has been doing some incredible work bypassing and uh, documenting the migrant caravans that are coming up through this very unique place in the middle of the world. And of course, uh, he's taken witness to millions, literally, of undocumented illegals that are making their way north, uh, essentially a migrant war that's being waged on America as we speak. So until Michael gets here, it should just be a few minutes. Uh, I'm thinking 10, 15 minutes or so. I have a couple of very important stories that I wanted to make sure that you guys knew about. They broke over the last 24 hours. Kind of funny that Anon1028 says finally caught this show at the beginning, but the show is going to be starting in just a little bit. But that doesn't matter. We've got all of us here together right now at the same time. If, if I could just uh, implore you, please hit that like button. Whether you're on the pilled.net or you're on the rumbles or you're on the getter, make sure you hit that like. Make sure that you also share the show. If you just want to repost my show that I posted on my own channel, you can go to my truth or my gab or my getter or my Twitter, aka X, and uh, hopefully we'll go ahead and uh, and see you guys there. Let us begin. So recently, the trial of the one and only uh, Mr. FTX himself, Sam Bankman Freed, was ongoing. And I didn't report on it much because it was kind of dry. And when I reported on it before, a lot of people were. Ah, they were very, very concerned that Sam Bankman-Fried was not going to face any kind of justice at all. Well, you may be pleasantly surprised to find out that Sam Bankman-Fried was convicted on all seven counts. The man is facing 115 years in prison. Now, if you go back a couple of years to the Ponzi scheme of, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? I can't, um, hold on just a second. I was just looking it up earlier today. 
his name is Bernie Madoff. That's right, Bernie Madoff. It was so long ago. I think it was like uh, uh, 10 years or more now. Bernie Madoff got 150 years in prison, and he did not steal anywhere near as much money as Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, I, I personally, I think Sam Bankman-Fried flew a little too close to the sun. Yes, he was giving millions of dollars to both Democrats and Republicans. Uh, but in this instance, because of just how much money was lost, I think it's not going to be enough to save him. So next week, we will be tracking his sentencing phase. The jury found him guilty of two counts of wire fraud, which would be the misappropriation of customer funds from the accounts that he was not supposed to have access to. And then there was also conspiracy to commit fraud. Now, keep in mind, also during the course of the trial, he was found to be attempting to witness tamper. He he was uh, perhaps looking at running and not coming back. Uh, So it's quite a good possibility that Sam Bankman-Fried is going to end up dying in federal prison. Now, I could be wrong. Obviously, anything can happen between now and the time that they actually tell him how much uh, uh, time he has to do. Um, Actually, you know, it's also a good possibility that he might not even make it through the sentencing phase. My real question is, are they going to allow Sam Bankman-Fried to survive? Is he going to get Epstein? Or are they going to do a a Ghislaine Maxwell on him and make an example out of him so that they can say, hey, guess what? You know, every 10 years or so, we finally catch somebody doing this white-collar crime that affects you, the average everyday American citizen, and so we're going to make him pay. He's currently uh, like the most high profile crypto scam case to ever actually be prosecuted. There have been many more people who have engaged in similar types of behavior and only a handful of them have ever gone past the uh, the indictment phase. So this is literally one of the biggest financial frauds in the history of America. We're talking about billion in customer deposits and maybe as much as $9 billion if you're looking at the money all told that was lost. Now, the the real question here is – how much actual money was lost? I mean, $8 billion, is that in value or is is that the actual total of dollars that the customers deposited into their FTX accounts? I suppose it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. If people looked at their accounts and they had $150,000 and they only put in 50, they made 100, they still lost $150,000. So I think the case against Sam Bankman-Fried was just so strong. It's just obvious they're going to have to put him away for as long as they possibly can. Hello, TZ Burton. Good to see you out there. Enron. You know, Enron was uh, was a unique case as well. Um, it, Enron is a little bit deeper than um, than what it appears. And I think that Brad and I actually did a show on it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to go find it and uh, and we'll have to talk about it. Um, but um, let me just let me just check something, because I'm pretty sure Andrew Weissman uh was involved in Enron and Andrew Weissman was that crooked prosecutor uh who tried to take down Trump. Yeah, yeah, he was the he was the the director of the Enron task force. Now, b- b- basically everybody involved in Enron like their charges got uh reversed and Andrew Weissman was found to have actually like lied in the courtroom. He made up stuff. For some reason, he was seeking to go after, uh, I believe it was Ken Lay and the people at Enron, uh, out of uh, some sort of personal vendetta, or maybe they just crossed the wrong person. Um, 
it, Enron could have gone a very different way, but the U.S. government decided that they wanted them to fold for whatever reason, and that was not good for people who had invested in that. All right. <clears throat> So continuing on, uh, he'll be Clinton sided. Yeah, I tend to think so. Well, now reanimator. Here's the thing. From what I understand, the prosecutors have not offered Sam Bankman Freed any kind of a deal. You know, I mean, they just told him you need to get us as much of that money back as possible. And, uh, and then we're going to put you on trial. I, I, from what I understand, they, they haven't given him the opportunity to talk. Like, generally speaking, and this is my limited understanding about the justice system. If anybody out there is a lawyer, feel free to correct me on it. But your opportunity to turn on other people is prior to the time that they actually can, like, like prosecute you in court. Once the government has gone through the trouble and the outlay of spending all that money and the time and man hours and just all of that stuff, uh, I think that they feel that your, the, the opportunity you had to, uh, alleviate their necessity to spend all that money is, is gone. It's over and done with. You forced the hand of the government and now you're going to pay the price, uh, in whatever way you feel you should, or they feel you should rather. So either way, like I said, I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. We'll, we'll find out very soon. It's next week that he's going to be sentenced. All right. So I thought that this was a, uh, a fairly accurate, um, peek through the, the windows of, the uh, the minds of average everyday Americans. We often on this show talk about the overwhelming public support for President Trump. If the election was held today, just about 76 to 80 percent of the country would end up voting for him. And uh, the other candidates who were out there, they would receive single digit support. Joe Biden might get double digit support, but it's going to be in the low to mid teens. Now, out of Republican voters, 76% of them have already made their mind up. They do not need or want any more Republican debates. And if you take a look at the number of Republicans who want more debates, it's only like 16%. And out of that 16%, only 5% are very certain, like they emphatically want to see more debates. Now, that must be because they haven't made their mind up yet. But out of all of us, 76% of us are 100% clear on who we're going to elect. I really truly do believe that that's going to be President Trump. Uh, currently, he is leading in a number of polls. Uh, and they, they are by margins of 30 to 40 points uh, in all of the early states, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina by wide margins. Uh, Joe Biden, He's not polling in that respect at all. So we had 56% who strongly agree. No more debates. It's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. 19% somewhat agree. 16% disagree. That's the 11 who strongly disagree and 5% who somewhat disagree. So we're in a good position and we're over a year out uh, from the election of 2024. Between then and now, the support for President Trump is only going to increase, and uh, all of us are a big, big part of it. All right, so I reported yesterday that Judge Eileen Cannon was considering postponing President Trump's classified documents trial, mostly because she knew that the scheduling of multiple trials in multiple jurisdictions at the exact same time was an affront to the Constitution and President Trump's civil rights. Thank God she's the one who's on this case because she has decided to delay Jack Smith's classified documents trial. The order was revealed by Julie Kelly. 
Let's go ahead and take a look at it, and we'll see if we get any special tidbits out of this order right here. Uh, full docket. Yeah, no, nothing really. Nothing really. Uh, here we go. Here's a little bit more. Uh, the blame lies solely at the feet of the DOJ. Jack Smith brought two unprecedented federal cases against a former president within two months of each other. He asked for and was granted an expedited trial schedule in D.C. Judge Chutkin gave Trump seven months to prepare for the trial. The typical J6 case goes to trial over a year after indictment, and that is a very important fact to make mention of. If you take a look, there are hundreds of J6 defendants who are sitting in prison at this moment, uh, going on three plus years, and they've never seen the inside of a courtroom, not in any real sense. Uh, their trials have not only been denied the right to a speediness that people are supposed to be afforded here in America, but the federal government is also stonewalling them on producing evidence. I'm certain there is a mountain of Brady evidence out there that these guys have not gotten. President Trump is going to be uh, having that stuff with held in the same way. The only difference is they wanted to expedite it as quickly as possible so they could attempt to convict him before the 2024 election. That way they have some sort of argument to suggest that he cannot be president. So, uh, in the classified docs trial, we also this week spoke about the revelations that President Trump and his attorneys uh, gave in terms of the uh, coordination between the National Archives and all of these other federal agencies, the, the direct oversight of the Joe Biden White House in the construction of these various cases. Uh, and of course, the classified documents in Joe Biden's personal stashes were found well in advance of the investigation that began into President Trump. This, again, is a clear-cut case of projection, the projection of Joe Biden's crimes onto President Trump, who has not broken any laws at all. Uh, so I think that this bodes extremely well, considering all of the other trials that President Trump is facing. Hopefully, Judge Eileen Cannon allows this to be played out much later than all of those. Perhaps he'll even be president by the time that it actually goes to trial. And who knows? Maybe she'll kick it out uh, at the end of the day and we won't even have to worry about it. OK, let me just get a drink of coffee here real quick. All right. And in the case of uh, his uh, D.C. trial with Judge Chuck and the Obama appointee who put a gag order on him uh, just earlier yesterday or maybe it was earlier. No, this was definitely yesterday. President Trump appealed this gag order up to the appeals court over and above Judge Chutkin. And as a result, uh, they have put a temporary stay by freezing that gag order. So now President Trump is uh, essentially out from under the bounds of it. He's free to speak openly about this trial once again. And that may not last, but at the very least, as long as the appeals court is going to be considering removing it altogether, he is now once again free to speak. In a brief order, a three-judge panel at the D.C. U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said that they were pausing the gag order that was issued by Chutkin to give them more time to consider 
President Trump's request to pause the order while his appeal plays out before court. And on October 20th, Chutkin herself had initially agreed to temporarily suspend her own gag order in this DOJ January 6th case while President Trump and Jack Smith were filing appeals. Uh, And according to that order, remember, she said that he cannot criticize special counsel Jack Smith or any of the prosecutors. And that includes if he's telling the truth. If Jack Smith or the people working for him attempt to influence the minds of the jury pool in Washington, D.C. as an illegal act, well, of course, President Trump cannot comment on it. Now, that's all different. All of that's out the window. Lisa and I were talking earlier, and she said he needs to just get everything out that he's wanted to say over the last week, this weekend. And uh, I I tend to think that he probably will get uh, a fair amount of information out. Now, Not to forget the New York case that President Trump is currently facing, thanks to radical left-wing AG of New York, Letitia James. Letitia Peekaboo James. Now, this week, her next series of humiliations or attempted humiliations for President Trump included parading his children into the courtroom to testify in the show trial where they're trying to destroy President Trump's business, his family, his legacy. They want to get him kicked out of New York. They want to destroy all of his companies. They want to probably take all of his property and put it into a receivership. My question here is if they are successfully able to dissolve President Trump's companies and uh, make it illegal for him to do business in New York, does that immediately fold the companies and he or his business associates are allowed to sell off the property or are they going to be allowed to hold on to it? Is the state going to seize it in some sort of uh, recompense for the $250 million they claim that he owes to absolutely no one? Because there's no victims in this trial. The banks testified on President Trump's behalf. I can only imagine that his children are going to be testifying on his behalf as well. We had Don Jr. and Eric both forced into this New York courtroom to discuss whether or not there were any victims. And, of course, there was no one that they could identify. They were never asked by their father to inflate the value of their properties or their companies. Uh, They were never asked to do anything illegal at all by President Trump. Let's go ahead and take a look at a brief segment of Eric's testimony. This is coming from uh, Simon Ataba. Simon Ataba is that based African uh, reporter who Karine Jean-Pierre the first um, lesbian black press secretary in American history. Have financial statements. But then there's some other things that the AG's office brought up, like a 2021 conversation that Eric didn't seem to remember. This was after he had been notified that the AG's office was investigating all of this. So they're trying to bring up these lapses in memory, these sort of back and forth of, okay, are you involved in these financial statements or aren't you? Remember at the crux. Look at that scumbag. Look at her. Peekaboo, peekaboo, Letitia. You ain't gots to lie, Letitia. You ain't gots to lie. Look at her, just mean mugging for the camera. She is as pleased as a pig in mud. She's absolutely in her element. We gonna get Trump. We gonna get him. You remember at the crux of this are those financial statements that the Attorney General's office said contained overvalued assets, essentially accused. 
So there's not a thing that President Trump <clears throat> or his children or any of his other business associates did. And uh, it's it's interesting because I, I feel like a lot of the conversation from the left that we previously used to see about them, you know, calling President Trump a grifter or a criminal, suggesting that he deserves to go to prison for treason. I don't know about you guys, but I am not seeing that stuff anymore. And I have to believe that a lot of that has to do with the revelations surrounding the criminal actions of the Biden family. Because, again, everything they're accusing President Trump of doing is an act of projection from the people who have really committed those crimes. So who colluded with the Russians? Well, it was Hillary and it was the Biden family. Who actually engaged in quid pro quo behavior? It wasn't Trump. It was the Bidens. Who actually mishandled classified information? It was Hillary and it was the Bidens. Donald Trump had executive privilege. The only reason he didn't end up keeping that executive privilege is because Joe Biden colluded with special counsel Jack Smith and the DOJ to take it away surreptitiously in a clandestine fashion, not even warning him about it. They took his executive privilege away. And then Joe Biden sicked the FBI and the DOJ on the former president of the United States. The only man in my lifetime who truly stuck his neck on the line. You know, I love Ronald Reagan, but they clipped Ronald Reagan's nuts early on because they tried to kill him. They wanted to kill him and they wanted to put George H.W. Bush into his spot. They wanted to put the CIA in control of the United States of America almost immediately. They didn't kill him. He almost died and he was able to do some really great things. But my God, uh, talk about a close call and talk about a warning. All right. So. I'm sure George H.W. Bush let him know, oh, Mr. President, a thousand points of light. I'll I'll take care of the things that you don't want to take care of. And from there, that was that. That was that. So this is all projection. I just don't see the left saying the same types of garbage that they previously did. All right. Now, also in New York. Uh, President Trump has a gag order in this case as well. Uh, and Gorin, another far left Trump hating judge, didn't want Trump talking. Well, now he's gone so far as to actually gag President Trump's lawyers themselves. I mean, talk about an egregious violation of President Trump's civil rights. They are so afraid that he's going to say something That will influence people to realize how unfair this entire situation is. So afraid that they are willing to shut him down. They're willing to shut his lawyers down. And I can't think of another circumstance where someone as high profile as President Trump has been gagged and his lawyers have been gagged. Sometimes the defendants get gagged. And so then the lawyers have the freedom to go out and speak on their behalf. Well, not in this case. They are being threatened with serious sanctions. You've seen what the legal system does to lawyers who stand up to the machine. They sanction them. They try to take all their money. They try to take away their ability to practice law. They do whatever they can in their power, in their tremendous, just 
overabundance of power to try to destroy you if you stand up for what you believe in, for what's right. So Angoran expanded the gag order to President Trump's lawyers because he is being flooded with threats of violence resulting from heated political rhetoric. First of all, let me just go on record and say anyone who's listening to my show, I strongly implore you to never make threats of violence against anyone, let alone people in positions of authority like Judge Ngorin. Now, I don't believe it's actually happening, and the only reason I'm saying it is because I'm certain somebody's listening, waiting to hear me say something that they can latch onto, something that they can blame on me, then blame on you guys, and then they're going to take it back to President Trump. Well, we're not going to let them do that. Judge Ngorin, if anybody is making threats of violence against him, it's not because of anything President Trump or anybody else out here in this world is saying. It's only because of what Judge Ngorin is saying. It's because he is engaging in an egregious violation of the most basic tenets of the Bill of Rights. It's because Judge Ngorin clearly has an obvious political bias against President Trump. He hates President Trump more than Peekaboo James. And so he is going to use his tremendous authority to do and say whatever he wants. Remember, he is the moron who valued Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. You know, Judge Ngorin, do me a favor. Why don't you... Why don't you start selling homes down in Florida? I could get it. I could get one for a hell of a deal. Let me tell you, because if he thinks Mar-a-Lago is only worth eighteen million dollars, you know, you're probably going to see a lot of twenty-five, fifty thousand dollar, two thousand square foot homes down here in Florida, if Judge Ngorin has his way. But see, that's not going to happen. He needs to stay in New York. He needs to get his nose out of Florida's business. In something like this, a judge would normally look to an expert in a field. If it was me, I'm just a podcaster. I, I'm, I'm a reporter. If somebody asked me what the value of Mar-a-Lago is, I would go look it up. Uh, Zach, Zach, as much anger as I do have, you're so right. Thanks for the reminder. I will bite my tongue. Just so you all know, my head's screaming some foul stuff. No joke. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I absolutely can imagine. Believe me. The same things that you're thinking go through my head as well. But we have a responsibility. It's my opinion that we have a responsibility. We are here to support Trump. We are here to support and defend the Constitution. We are here to restore America, and we are here to educate. There's a a number of other things we could probably throw in there, but we're talking about information warfare, you know, hearts and minds. We are trying to win a, a, a bloodless war without any bullets, and we're up against powerful enemies, people like this pretty boy right here. <laughs> oh, Judge Ngorin. I mean, no wonder he's miserable. Look at him. Look, just look at him. I, I, he, he looks like he smells like an ashtray. Probably just stinks. He's wearing the same old 
corduroy blazer since 1985. How many times has he actually gotten it dry cleaned? Not many. I tend to gather. <laughs> Got those uh, characteristic yellow stains around the uh, inside of the collar on his shirts, probably in the armpits as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No wonder he's miserable. You take a look at Judge and Gorin. Look at this guy. Hair thinning, thin skick, excuse me, skin thin, cheeks hollow, halitosis, smelling like an ashtray. He looks at Donald Trump, who's 30 years older than him, and he looks like uh, he's, he's 20 years younger. Let's, let's be honest here. Yes, he looks like a commie professor. I think you're right. <laughs> Jax, Jax, you probably don't smell like Judge and Gorin here. <laughs> uh, I used to smoke, and I would constantly be doing things to alleviate the scent of cigarettes. Like, yeah, like I wouldn't smoke in my car with the windows up. I mean, you know, it's just bad business. That's all you're going to smell is the cigarettes. You got to do something to alleviate that for other people. But listen to this. This is from Gorin's decision about this uh Gag order. Apparently, President Trump's lawyers defending his his integrity and honesty outside of the courtroom. <laughs> I love you too, Jax. <laughs> the threat of and actual violence resulting from heated political rhetoric is well documented. And Gordon wrote, <laughs> according to the messenger, since the commencement of this bench trial. My chambers have been inundated with hundreds of harassing and threatening phone calls, voicemails, emails, letters, and packages. The First Amendment right of defendants and their attorneys to comment on my staff is far and away outweighed by the need to protect them from threats and physical harm. Again, anything that anyone is saying to Judge N. Gorin is based upon his own actions. It's it's his betrayal of America and what we stand for. But again, Judge Ngorin, probably a commie. He doesn't even care about what America stands for. He doesn't think that the Constitution is something set in stone. For people like him, uh, for like the radical left Democrats all across America, they want the Constitution to be a living document. They they want to update it for modern times, like when they remake uh, a movie that you loved when you were a kid, and, and they turn it into a, 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 a into a new story for a modern audience. Like take Indiana Jones and replace him with a black lesbian. There you go, modern audience. Anyways, so failure to abide by this directive shall result in serious sanctions. And Gorin justified his order on his efforts to keep his staff from violent harm. Mm, I, I I don't know how many people work for a judge in Gorin, but I, I tend to think that this is revolving around his uh, his legal aide that was photographed with uh, the one and only Chuck Schumer. Miss Yu says, longtime viewer over three years, first time catching you live. I love your shows. You are the real deal. Would love a conspiracy show on Ingersoll Lockwood. Thank you so much. I've seen a lot of people. Um, you know, I've done a couple of shows on Ingersoll Lockwood, and John and I did one on the books. Um, and I've been familiar with the website for a long time, but I gather it's been updated and there's a whole lot of stuff that's been added to it. And it seems like a fun rabbit hole. So, yeah, I think John and I are probably going to do a show dedicated to just looking through the website and seeing what we can find. Uh, with my web development background, I may be able to find some things that other people have not uh, have not located yet. So, OK, thank you so much, Macy. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. 
All right. So let me also just uh, give a, a b- bunch of warm thank yous to the fr- my friends over here on the Foxhole. Uh, first of all, Empress says, uh, I made it. You're awesome, kiddo. Good evening, one and all. Good evening to you as well, Empress. It's always a good night when I see you out in the chat. FilterDog1, thank you so much for the can. Porpoiseful, appreciate you dropping that cookie. Uh, FilterDog also says, Friday night party. Zeta Anon, good to see you, bud. Catching a Friday night live. Tamar Growl, miracles incoming. Yes, always waiting on those miracles. OG Lurker 71 dropping a phone, Zeta with some shades and a can, and Sean Joe dropping two cookies. Hey, wait a second. Is Space Shot 76 out there in the audience tonight? Hold on. Did I miss? Yes, there he is. And Gordon is the real life version of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. You're right. Look at him. <clears throat> Smithers. <laughs> Go get me some puppies to kick. God, the man just looks like he is totally miserable. So, uh, th- and this is all coming after he already fined President Trump $10,000. He put him on the witness stand. He excoriated him for using his voice. And uh, obviously, Trump made a comment about Michael Cohen being a known liar. Didn't he go to prison for, like, uh, lying in court? I mean, anything that Michael Cohen says is immediately uh, totally discredited. So, and yes, this does have something to do with his uh, with his his court clerk. First of all, my principal law clerk is very close to me. You and I can see you and I can see each other, and we are close, but not as close. And there's a barrier between us. So wouldn't that be at best somewhat ambiguous as to who you were referring? Yeah. So, anyways, and Goran, he's a he's a tired, sad, bitter old man. All right. Let's also check in with the Colorado case. Let me also just say, if you guys do not know who Space Shot 76 is, he's probably my oldest friend inside the podcasting space. He helped me get started with making shows, so I got to give him a big shout out. And please ask that if you have not yet, make sure that you're subscribed to him over on Rumble. And uh, if he's over there on the foxhole, pilled.net, then you should subscribe to him there as well. Uh, great guy. Absolutely one of the coolest, most real people I've ever met. And um, yes, yes. And we've been friends for, my God, six years. It's It's been six years, Mike. Oh, my God. I can't even believe it. That's so funny. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, man. Yeah, we do need to do a show together again, Mike. It's been a long time, brother. I, uh, I want to, God, it's been about a year, hasn't it? That was the last time you were on the show. Thank you, Debbie. Debbie just passed out all of uh, Mike's links. So you, you can check those out if you haven't yet. All right, so let's check in with the Colorado case now as well. Let me, so what we've got, we got the Georgia case, we got the New York case, we got the DC case, we got the Florida case, and we got the Colorado case. That's five concurrent jurisdictions. That we've done an update on today. Yes, look at that. All right, so the case in Colorado is just as garbage as the cases in every other jurisdiction. This one is all about removing President Trump from the ballot. The arguments that the prosecution has made up until this point have been based on lies and innuendo. And the story that I'm about to give you here is no different. Uh, there were a number of pieces of videographic evidence that were shown, which included some of President Trump's speech when he was at the Ellipse. 
He was talking about peacefully and patriotically uh, having our our grievances redressed by our government. We talked uh, or President Trump talked about people marching to the Capitol. At no point did he ever say engage in violence or do some stupid crap. And even after people did start doing stupid crap because the police were shooting flashbangs and uh, uh, pepper balls and rubber bullets and all kinds of stuff, uh, they, they were beating people with billy clubs and they were really enjoying it. And uh, President Trump asked everybody to go home. He said, don't engage in violence. He said, we've got to keep America together and you, we can't do this. But, but they don't play that. And uh, they also – used another piece of evidence of a J6 defendant who was speaking on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, this was Trennis Evans, and he spoke uh, on the Capitol steps at 4.22 p.m. Eastern Time. However, the prosecutors played that video clip, and they claimed that he spoke on the steps at 2.24 p.m., which is obviously 4.22 reversed. Uh, and that's uh, that's a big difference because there's a two hour gap between those times. Now, I'm I don't have the clip here. I don't know what Trennis said during that speech, um, but uh, <sighs> Hellcat develop, buddy, we've never seen you here in the chat before and. You're asking for money on Cash App. I mean, if if you were somebody who was in the chat often, like part of the community, uh, I might be happy to share your Cash App and say, hey, you know, I know this guy. He's recently lost his job or something like that, but we don't know who you are. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of a bad look, honestly. I mean, if you're if you're going to to go uh Ask for for cash from people. You should probably get to know them first. If something did happen to you, if you lost your job, if you're running on hard times, I I can appreciate that. And I'm sorry to hear that you're going through it. But I would say that uh, in the meantime, maybe join a church, find a community and um, find some people that uh, that that you can rely on in that way. So, yeah, that's just uh, it's a little bit of a faux pas, I might say, like Chronoviewer says right there. All right. So we've got clear cut evidence of falsification of evidence by the prosecutors in this case in Colorado. The question now becomes, what else are they planning to falsify or what else have they falsified? And we don't know simply because we haven't been able to follow along as carefully as we might have been able to. Trennis Evans uh, wrote a response to the latest set of lies that were put on display by this Colorado prosecuting attorney in their latest opening statement. Mm. Okay. Yes, they're you know privileged white. Yes, they are. They are all lying. They are all. Oh, and Chrono Viewer, I also in your in the in the video on your channel when you show the picture of the time traveler with the sunglasses on, and that's supposed to be. I thought that was great. I absolutely great because I've always loved that picture, uh, and I actually used it in uh, John and I's uh, um, baseless conspiracies when we were talking about uh, the possibility of of time travel as a conspiracy theory. Anyways. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I would I would love to talk more about that, though. But, um, yeah, Mike says, appreciate it, man. You know, anytime I'm a few minutes behind on stream. Ah, OK, cool. No problem, buddy. All right. So 
The committee played video footage showing Evans repeating a tweet posted by President Trump over his megaphone at the steps of the U.S. Capitol. This footage provided a timestamp that was falsified in order to push the narrative of unhinged Democrats and Liz Cheney, the daughter of Darth Vader's real-life counterpart, Dick Cheney. This suffering of character assassination came during a time when Evans was worried about the safety of his family and dealing with the struggles of his 13-year-old son, who had been held at gunpoint by the FBI in an early morning raid on the Evans household. The FBI is a bunch of stand-up guys, aren't they? Now, this week, Evans is again being used in falsified video for the propagated lies prosecutors are pushing in Colorado against President Trump. These videos are the same debunked videos that the January 6th committee used. The timestamps are again fraudulent, not by seconds or minutes, but by hours. This case is unprecedented, as it is for the first time the 14th Amendment has been used to try and keep a candidate for president off the ballot. Colorado prosecutors are seemingly not above using falsified evidence to get this agenda of the left completed. And it is truly a disgusting miscarriage of justice. At the end of the day, these people are shameless. They're willing to do anything to try to get rid of President Trump. Now, yesterday we got the announcement that... uh Rhino GOP Ken Buck is going to be stepping down from his position as a Colorado Republican representative. Maybe that's because he testified yesterday in this trial against President Trump in an effort to remove President Trump. This was the fourth day of the lawsuit looking to bar President Trump from the 2024 ballot in Colorado. And Congressman Ken Buck was called to testify by President Trump's team. Uh, the Gateway Pundit had previously reported that a coalition of six Republicans and unaffiliated Colorado voters, which included former state and federal officials, are the ones who filed a lawsuit seeking to disqualify President Trump from appearing on the ballot. The plaintiffs are represented by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. The acronym CREW is what they use, the CREW. It's a nonprofit watchdog organization that's doing work alongside law firms Tierney Lawrence Stiles, KBN Law, and Olson Grimsley, Kawanabe, Hinchiff, and Murray. My God, that's a mouthful. The plaintiffs are Norma Anderson, Michelle Priola, Claudine Camarda, Krista Koffer, Kathy Wright, and Christopher Castilian. So the case arguing that President Trump violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which disqualifies any individual from holding federal office if they've engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. This amendment to the Constitution was written to keep Confederate generals and Confederate soldiers out of uh, holding federal office. Ken Buck was tasked with discrediting the January 6th committee's report, which, of course, alleges President Trump was involved in an insurrection. It's all fake news. Buck provided testimony remotely from his office in Washington, D.C. Now, he asserted that the committee's approach was biased against Trump and motivated by political vendetta. He also highlighted its failure to cross-examine certain witnesses, challenge specific pieces of evidence, and subpoena particular documents that could have negated those allegations against President Trump. Uh, Let me see here. Oh, hold on just a second. Uh, Hey, is... Okay, hold on. Actually, I got a a message from Michael here, and uh, I need to... 
Okay, so Michael is going to be here any minute. He just wanted to let me know. And uh, he also wanted to let me know that I think Ann Vandersteel and a couple of other people that he's traveling with are going to be jumping on with us as well. So that'll be great. I haven't had Ann on in a very long time. Trisha says, since Space Shot is here, please say hi. I miss seeing you guys together. Absolutely. And then, wow, Rumble Rant worked first time for me in a long time. Let me tell you guys something. I, I discovered something. Hold on. All right, should be any minute. So, um, okay, so listen to this. I, I pay Rumble $25 a month for an expanded amount of disk space and for unlimited streaming because uh, obviously I stream all of my shows and I want them to come out and I want people to be able to see them. For the last month, yes, honey, I want more coffee. Thank you. For the last month, um, Visa has been blocking my payments to Rumble. Now, they are now based in Florida. They have Florida offices, but their billing department uh, is still in Canada. So they're using the excuse that because it's an international charge, it's likely fraud because I'm in Florida. And so as a result of that, Rumble can't take the $25 out of my account, which means that if I don't get it sorted here within the next several days, I'm going to lose the disk space that I need for all of my shows and so that I'll be able to live stream to you guys every single day. So essentially, Visa is trying to screw me out of being able to have this channel. And there's nothing I can do about it. Now, I don't have I only have a Visa card. I've got my Visa debit card and then I've got a Visa credit card, which is for emergencies only. I don't have a MasterCard. I don't have an American Express. I don't have Discover. But I'm 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 also seeing things that are strange from other banks. For instance, um, Floricio, she is a longtime viewer of the show. She's been a member through my website for the last several years. And I got a report that she had issued a chargeback for the membership to my channel. Well, I reached out to Flor and I said, hey, you know, I mean, any chance I can get you to withdraw that chargeback because they're charging me $15 for it. And she was like, what the F? I didn't issue a chargeback. She's like, I'm a member for life. I'm never going to stop donating to you. And so, like, obviously, the bank is blocking her ability to donate to the show. She went and did it with another card and everything's fine now. But I wonder if that's a visa as well. And so I don't know if it's Rumble that's being targeted by Visa or if Visa is specifically screwing around with me. But if you're unable to get your card connected to your Rumble account and donate with a Rumble rant or join locals or anything like that, it may be because it's Visa. And I just I can't even. So Namster says I have the same issue with my bank and credit card. Um and, uh, well, Chalice Guard, here's the thing. It's, it, it, like, I guess I would need, I would need somebody who lives in Canada who would want to uh, put their card on the account. I can't ask anybody to do that. I am determined to make this work because, you know, I'm, this is a, a card for business, right? It's a card for business. Uh, okay. Hey, Michael Yan is here. Michael Yan is here, guys. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, and jump over here and I'll, I'll finish the conversation, but, 
if you're having problems, it might be because of Visa. Here we go. All right. And we're just waiting for Michael's microphone to connect. Yeah, Why, let's my, do it without the microphone, Masako. Michael, can you hear me? I can't believe we made it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I mean, I was really like, oh, man, we might not make it. Uh, Let me no. see. It's okay. Let me see. Jungle. Anne should be coming. Masako's here, too. Uh, and Masako's going to go get Anne. And uh, good. It looks like everything. How's my lighting? You're, oh, you're too you're, bright. No, no, no. Your lighting's fine. Listen, everybody knows you're on the road. I appreciate the fact that you were able to do this tonight. And, uh, and, and thank you again for being here. We were just uh, going over some uh, news that's broken over the last 24 hours. Uh, I mean, largely, we were talking about the latest developments in all of President Trump's uh, five or six court cases. Yes. Go- oh, thank you. Yeah. So so anyways, uh, this is the first time that we're meeting and uh, I've I've been uh, investigating you looking into your work for some time. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Matthew and Truth Not Fiction Matters for putting us in touch. Uh, Michael, I think it's safe to say that you're probably the, the preeminent war correspondent of uh, the, the 21st century uh, and uh, and you do great work. Uh, how many conflict zones have you actually been in and reported on? Uh, you know, it depends on how you count, but at least a dozen. Uh, because, you know, what's a conflict right now, for instance, Darien is a conflict, but, you know, I wouldn't really count that. But it's clearly uh, I mean, I say Darien, I mean, Panama. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down in Darien Gap all the time. And uh, Panama right now, I've been warning for the last three years or so that it's at risk of being destabilized and taken uh, by the CCP and, and the other globalists. And right now, as we speak, like I'm getting constant reports from around Panama. I just left a couple of weeks ago and I came to Belize to research related issues here. So I'm in Belize right now, actually, okay. which is also, um, some people don't know where Belize is. It's, it's right next to Guatemala. And I know, I know, you know where Guatemala is, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. right next to Mexico. So you go down Mexico, the next country down from Mexico is actually Guatemala and Belize. So those are the two countries there that border Mexico. And actually, interestingly, the other day, uh, what, two days ago, I guess now, time runs together. And Vandersteel and I and Masako Ganaha and and and, uh, and and Taylor Kramer, we went into, we, we left Belize and we went into Mexico just across the border there. And, you know, we went right to a Sam store because we needed to go uh, shopping for something. And it's just interesting that a lot of Americans seem to think that, you know, Mexico is so poor and it's, you know, but it's not. It's a resort area. So we went into Sam's. None of us had a Sam's card. You know, it cost $100 for a Sam's card. So this is in Mexico, right? This is just a couple of days ago. And so, we, you know, it, it, again, a lot of Americans think Mexico is some poor third world country. And yet we we didn't none of us had a Sam's card and we didn't want to pay $100 to shop. So what did we do? We jumped in the car and we went to a Walmart. Right. And we, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so the, it's like, you know, it's all there. And, and so they act like it's, you know people are drinking water out of dirty mud puddles or something. And it's just not the case. And the same with Belize where I'm at now. I mean, Belize is a place where a huge amount of people come and, and, and buy homes. And, you know, it's a peaceful place. Actually, it has a high murder rate, weirdly, yeah. uh, because it actually feels relatively safe on the streets. Uh, but it's actually got a very high murder rate. But we're actually here studying the new Silk Road and uh, – and uh, 2.0, let's say Silk Road 2.0, and the migration routes. As right now, as we speak, though, down in Panama, uh, the uh, I mean, it's pretty epic what's happening. There's civil unrest that's bubbling up right now, and uh, you know, nominally, if you see any news about it, it will 
that usually say it's about a copper mine contract with a Canadian company, but that's not what it's actually about. That's just part of it. Yeah, I've actually I've actually got uh, a couple of channels that I watch, like expats that live in Panama. And so uh, every now and then, seems like every couple of months, they're talking about uh, protests, uh, a disruption. I mean, the supply chains shut down. There's no gas, and 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 it's always billed as if it's uh, just some protest against a decision that the government's made. But what is specifically? So special about Darien Gap and uh, and Panama is it, is it political? Is it is it the uh, the location geographically? What's going on down there? Pretty much anywhere you see me is a, a a place of strategic importance, right? And I'm in Belize right now. This will clearly be is part of this new Silk Road as it comes into being. Panama is one of the most vital terrains on planet Earth, right? And so I spent, since Biden has been installed, I've probably spent six months in Panama, much of that down in the jungles of Darien Gap. Uh, why? Because Panama, about 6% of global trade goes right through the Panama Canal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's massive, right? Yeah. Uh, of shipping, right? And so that's, that's uh, just, uh, uh, that cannot be, I mean, that, that's just, it, in addition to that, our Navy needs to be able to cross through that canal to, to you know, our Navy's not big enough to have two complete navies on each side of the of the world, right? And so uh, that, and also Ch- Chinese Communist Party is busy opening up a route, a land route, uh, through Darien Gap into Colombia, right? So in other words, it'll be a, a railway and a road. Now, when I say that, the Panamanians are like, no, no, it's impossible. Nobody can do that. And I'm like, okay, as we look at the canal, you're saying that, right? That canal opened in 1914. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the most epic challenges that man has ever faced. And that thing's wide open. And as we speak, ships are going to it backwards and forwards, right? Right. So, I mean, the impo- it is absolutely not impossible to open a, a, a train and a highway through Darien Gap. In fact, with modern technology, it's just a matter of, do you want to do it? You got the budget? Let's do it. That's It's that simple. And and right now, as you can see, the Chinese Communist Party has been very busy with Colombia and with Panama and, and developing the, uh, the let's say, the um, human capital in depth. For instance, there's a, uh, a Confucius Institute, just one example. Yeah. There's a Confucius Institute at the University of Panama downtown, right? Yep. And that university, that uh, I've been attacking Confucius Institutes for 10 years, right? Bad news. That, that Confucius, these Confucius Institutes are basically trapped to get young uh, uh, students, uh, especially children of elite families and politically powerful families or very wealthy families, to get them to go over to places, to go to China specifically on scholarships, right? Yep. Honey trap type stuff. And, and to, to, to groom them, actually. So if you go up to the university, you go up to the University of Panama down in Panama City and you go to the Confucius Institute classroom and there's four very pretty young Chinese girls that are the Mandarin teachers, naturally, of course. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so the, the next thing you know, anyway, so that's one story. Right. Uh, then there's many other mechanisms that they're using. But right now, as I've been you know, uh, saying and I don't know, so many interviews and things that I've published for the last several years that uh, that I thought that, that you would end up getting a, a, a general uh, destabilization here look who look who just walked in and Vandersteel and Vandersteel have a seat please and it's so the good to see on. you and let me let Ann talk for a while <laughs> All right. No, I interrupt the party. No, it's, it's great to see you again, Anne. It's been such a long time since I've had you on the show. So how long have you been down there with Michael? 
Uh, when did I get here, Michael? Monday, the 30th, right? Yeah, you came about that time. Yeah, yeah. I came. I was supposed to get down here Saturday. We had kind of a, you know, things happen, so I couldn't leave Saturday, but I uh, got here on Monday, the 30th, and so it's been great. Really, Excellent. really great. I called Zach. We went to Walmart and Sam's. Oh, about the shot. oh no! I didn't tell Nation. Oh yeah, so there's oh, a, in, in the Walmart, in the globalist store, in the one of the poorest parts of northern Belize, right, where people don't have you know twenty you know Belizean dollars to put together. Uh, we tried to go to Sam's because Michael needed some tech equipment, and then they wanted a hundred bucks to join. We're like, they have a Sam's Club for hundred bucks in the middle of the poorest part of northern Belize. That doesn't make sense. So we went to Walmart. We walk in, and there's this you know, it's an altar to celebrating the dead. They do every year, Altar yeah. de la Muerta, which is to celebrate the dead. And right next to the altar, 15 feet away, is a shot clinic giving COVID shots and flu shots. Wow. I'm like, okay, for free. For free. so they're giving you the poison death shots so we can celebrate you next year at the altar. I mean, you can't make this stuff up right as you're walking in a super Walmart. Yeah. So they're putting fo- Zach, so they're putting photos of dead new, newly deceased dead people yeah. from this year. And I thought, you know, a, a great business would be to open a free vac shop uh, you know, a funeral home and a florist and and a pho- you know photography shop all on the same block. Well, you strip mall. You, you could also have a, a a medical clinic dealing with vax injuries uh, connected to it there as well. You, go. I mean, you got to hit all just of a them. little strip yeah. mall. Start on this side, <laughs> get your shot, and we'll just work your way. And then at the end, we have a nice cemetery or a crematorium. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So anyway, we, you know, it's, this is a different trip from like the uh, Operation Burning Edge that started in Texas in uh in august right we did a whole month of texas in august we couldn't have picked a hotter month actually but it was awesome we did the, you know down the border uncovered a lot of stuff really got texas fired up exposed the big uh colony ridge development which was kind of made mainstream media news oh, yeah. and it forced Abbott into a special session so we got a lot of journalists to come and join us and we expose a lot of people and it's kind of taken off a life of its own we have a lot of citizen journalists doing awesome work on the border now just everybody's going there exposing it it's awesome yeah I've, so I've then seen we moved into panama right and, and that was like a whole next level thing and so now we're up here in, in belize and we're going to uh, uh guatemala on sunday but we're looking at this as more research-based because we're not seeing migrants we're not in the path of the migrants where we are but what we are in the path of the globalist footprint <clears throat> And the ever-expanding encroachment of countries like China that are coming in and they're just, you know, we're going to build you infrastructure, but we're going to get 10%. You know what I mean? It's like 10% for the big guy. So that's what we're studying right now is who's here, what are their motivations, who are they working with? And, I mean, you know, we just today drove past the U.S. Embassy. Masako, come here. Yeah, we got to get Masako. Hakuna Hakuna Masako. Yeah, we got here. Get in the middle. <laughs> Masako is the famous Japanese journalist who tracked down Klaus Schwab. Oh, oh, I, I, in the winter cold. I saw that. Hours. I saw that. <laughs> that That's was great. her. That's She's great. Epic. Awesome. Masako has been here. I'm I'm in front of you, and I'm too big. <laughs> so, so Masako has been all over the place, and you know, deep in the jungles, and and uh, and uh, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Actually, we, we met in a riot in front of the White House. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's where I met Michael. It was after J6. It was That's J7. Right. right after J6. I met Michael outside. But that wasn't J6 when, when I met Masako. That was before. It was at BLM Plaza. And yeah. Antifa were out there with their skateboards and doing their... Oh, yeah. You know, that was, uh, was that in the month before? Must have been about a month before. Yeah, because right? we were down there from November, December, yeah. and then January. They were out there, you know, doing what they do. Basically, Planet of the Apes stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, Mad Max. Riot. <laughs> no, it's all, all right. good. We just had a riot. 
So so doesn't doesn't China actually control the Panama Canal now? No, I mean, it's still in control of Panama, uh, but they're clearly working to get it. Yeah. And I think with the inertia that they, uh, you know, that they, uh, I mean, they're getting a lot of help from the United States to do it, by the way. A lot of people will ask me, uh, how, how, how are the people coming through Panama? And they'll blame the government of Panama. Like, we, we should sanction Panama, they say, which is completely false. It's the United States that's doing it. Our flags are in those camps. I mean, these two ladies have seen yeah. the, the flags. They've been in, how many camps have you been in? Tyler? I mean, we've been in those camps quite a lot, right? And U.S. flags are in those camps. Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Mayorkas has come down there, with, especially in like April of 2022. I was down there waiting for him. He landed in four Blackhawks. And, and since that time, and he announced that he was going to help expand uh, the camps down there, which he has done. And so we have footage at, uh, before that time at that time when he came, and numerous times since then. And you can see the infrastructure just growing. More and more people coming. It's the United States is paying for it. So, so these, are, these are camps that are set up for the, tr- like the, the, the trains of migrants that are walking yeah. up to the southern border? Yeah, yeah. Yep. A- yep. A- absolutely. In fact, Health and Human Services, which is Xavier Becerra, the former Attorney General of California, he's the Secretary of HHS, they have a $2.9 trillion budget act. And uh, a lot of that money is funding these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations, are the ones that you've seen, Carlos Saralamas and Tara Rodas, and America's yeah. Future just put out a documentary, where are, the, where are the Children? It's all about, you know, moving hundreds of thousands of children in these warehouses all over the country, and they just... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now.
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. They all work together. All these NGOs are all cozy with one another. Okay, my contract's up, so we're going to take a little Johnny or a little whoever, Susie or Pedro and whatever, and we're going to shuffle them to your organization and just move them around the country. And if not, if that doesn't work out, we're going to peel them off and we're going to send them into the homes of people all over the country. Right. We got a list from one of the whistleblowers, Zach, that had 8,600 kids on it. And this was just one NGO, only one of their warehouses, and only in a four-month period. So that's 8,600 kids in that one little tiny cross-section. They have hundreds of warehouses, and there's lots of NGOs with hundreds of warehouses. And we got a little snapshot of 8,600. These oh kids God. are deposited into homes of illegal aliens, and they're gone. It's like putting them in a black site. They're just off the books, gone. And that's why the Biden regime admitted to losing 85,000 children. They've lost way more than that. Yeah. They've lost way more than that. And well, it's by design. It's intentional. It's well, it's, intentional. it's like it, it's like Mayorkas saying that there's 200,000 uh, uh, illegal aliens that are unaccounted for. Those are the only those are the ones that actually made contact as they came through the border. I mean, we really have no concept of how many millions have come across. And I'm certain that they probably have no real way to quantify how many children are lost either. Well, they have to, you know, and maybe not the children so much, but the people they do, because those people aren't coming over here for nothing. They're getting 2200 bucks a month. So you're telling me there's not a way to track down that 2200 bucks a month that we're paying the illegals that are coming across. They want their checks. Sure. Heck, some of the people in uh, in Chicago are getting nine grand a month. So, uh, you know, I, I in fact, I'm in touch with an organization out there uh, run by a gentleman by the name of Tyrone Muhammad. He's a phenomenal guy. He's one of the First Step Act, uh, you know, parolees that yep. was released under President Trump. And when I was up there speaking a couple of weeks ago, I met him and another great man, Devin uh, Jones. Uh, along with another guy, uh, uh, Chad uh, Lavrow. And it was these gentlemen that said, hey, you know, can you come back and come down in, into the war zone? I'm like, I'll come. I'll come speak. And they said, do you think you can bring General Flynn? So General Flynn has agreed to go. We're going to go down and we're going to tour the areas that are like bombed out like Afghanistan, wow. like Syria, like uh, like Lebanon, like Israel, like the war zone that, that we're seeing all over the world. But it's happening right here in America. And guess what? These parolees that are one and a half million strong are massive Trump supporters because of the first step back. Absolutely. And number two, they're furious with the regime in power that's sending all these migrants, 50, 60 buses a day of these illegals into their neighborhoods that are raping their women and children, bringing drugs to the streets, bringing increasing the crime. In fact, these ex-felons are now policing their own neighborhoods on buses, on trains wow. and doing citizen parole and stopping gun gunshots and violence by the by the dozens every night. So the violence that you see reported in Chicago it would be twice or three times that amount if it wasn't for Tyrone's organization where they're li literally citizens going out there and policing because they can't get help from the government. 
Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, it's it's disheartening when you look at how far the U.S. has fallen since Joe Biden took up residency at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But on the flip side of that, I feel like he and his regime's actions have red pilled and woken up so many more people than I people like us have in the meantime. Right. You know, it's 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 been a fascinating thing to watch. And I think what a lot of people in the audience are afraid of is that by the time 2024 rolls around, you know, barring the fact that if the election is still going to be just as stealable as it was in 2020, then what the hell are we supposed to do? But by the time we get to 2024, I feel like the support for President Trump is going to be so overwhelming. I feel like it's like 80 percent of America right now, right, left, center. 80 percent of Americans support Donald Trump right now, not only because of the bad job Joe Biden has done, uh, the uh, precipitous fall, the decline of our republic since he came into office, uh, the various issues that we're facing just every single day. They're just compounding and getting worse. But I feel like there's going to be such an incredible, overwhelming sense of support for him by the time we actually reach 2024. What do you guys think we're going to look like? In the next year, if we continue with this unabated illegal migration coming across the border. What's going to happen is, I'm afraid to say, but I'm Japanese, but uh, you're going to lose the United States. That's what we are looking at. So that's why I'm Japanese, but I'm, I want many Americans people to realize, because many people, not only American people, but people all over the world who want to protect their country, like myself, are, like we are hoping many American people will wake up because you have to wake up now. Otherwise, you will lose your whole country. That's the globalist plan. Yeah. And they are, they are open about it. So please go to your border. You don't have time to celebrate the holidays. You don't have time to do this. Please go to your border. That's why Michael and they are, they are trying to put a lot of the information. It's happening to your homeland. You can see by your own eyes. People are just crossing. People like me, I have to apply for a visa and enter the United States. But people who cannot, uh, who do not do go this procedure, they just keep the line and they just walk on foot. That's what's happening. So people who protect the law, it's going to be all about run by those people who do not protect. So good and bad is turned upside down. Yes. So please make it the right way. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Masaka, and I think that the audience does as well. And, and this is the, the major fear is that by the time we're in a position to you know do something uh, something about it nationally it may be too late i have a lot of faith in america and uh, thanks to the the rising tide uh, against the biden regime that i see in american citizens and then the support for president trump i feel like you know we're on the verge of either flipping it the other way or going into complete chaos and we're going to live in a mad max dystopian world that's always a possibility i hope that we don't do that though but when it comes to the people of japan i mean from an outsider's point of view i mean, I mean, obviously, we know how you feel, but does the nation of Japan look at what's happening to America and they're like, who dropped the ball? How in the hell could this happen? Yeah. Actually, I'm traveling all over the world to wake Japanese people up mm. because most of the media in Japan, they are corrupt and they are hiding the truth. 
their job is to tell a lie. That's why I'm here. To, that sounds familiar. So we, I'm telling Japanese people, we need to change our paradigm, how we think, what we think about our government. Japanese people like to follow that rule because we have trusted so much in our government. Mm -hmm. But now we need to realize the invasion is not actually coming outside. It's happening within our country. So I'm telling Japanese, uh, Japanese people, if you are shocked by what's happening, your paradigm is wrong. So you need to realize who is real enemy. <laughs> Yeah, it's world. It's government, yeah. Zach. I mean, I think governments around the world have been weaponized against their own people. Oh, I agree. And they've been working, collaborating together and creating these own their own terror organizations to terrorize their own people so that they will get the people scared, just like you know, like what they did in nine eleven and the Patriot Act, and like they've done over and over. It's it's the same playbook. We just now need to recognize what the playbook is, and the people around the world need to rise up. And they're looking for Americans, but. It's sort of like, you know, you understand as President Trump could step into office tomorrow and we'd have a benevolent dictator because he doesn't have a Congress to work with. Mm -hmm. We don't really we can't get a real president of a republic because of the situation that we're in. The people have to get to get to come to grips with the situation. And they've got to we've got to get rid of all the bad actors from the local level to the federal level. We have to cleanse ourselves and do a purge, alter and abolish like our declaration says. Um, and the people around the world have to do it because we can't wait for one man to come back. There's only Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And he's not here yet, as far as I know. Yeah. So Trump isn't in as much as we love Trump. He will make it better, but he won't fix the whole thing. The people have to help fix the problem. And it means that people around the world have to. So everybody has to be invested in their own country. And, I, you know, say what you want about Steve Bannon. One of the things he did do was go around the world and instill nationalism and populism. And he really has talked about that in every country that he visited. And President Trump said the same thing as well, you know, nationalism, populism. And so this is what we need. We, we need to um, engender in ourselves. Masako is 100 percent right. Japanese need to feel the same way about their country. The Hungarians, the Polish, the Brazilians, everybody needs to love their own country and get rid of the problems in your own country. You can't wait for the Americans to do it because look at us. Mm -hmm. We're literally two feet in the grave right now. And we are just kind of going, who's going to fix the border? Now, guess what, folks? We're going to fix the border because your your National Guard isn't doing it. They're watching the Border Patrol cut holes and fences. So we need to push the Border Patrol out of the way and step in and do the job ourselves. We are allowed to do it. We're entitled to. That is our God-given right to protect our second covenant nation. This is what we need to do. This uh, is where we are. So, and expound on that for me a little bit, if you will. Are you suggesting that uh, that we just send uh, just roving bands of Americans to the border and uh, pick no, up our own no, no, details? No, no, no. I'm not— People, yeah, people can, you're certainly, if you have property on the border, you're absolutely allowed to defend your own property. That's your right to defend your property. And if you want to bring people in, hire people, whatever, you can defend your property. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm talking about, like uh, along the mass border, they're already, if you read your state constitutions, every single state constitution has in there where you're allowed to have a militia. I was in, in Illinois two weeks ago and I brought it up on uh on chuck barnum's show i showed him on i showed the audience here's your state constitution here it is on amendment 12 where you're allowed to have a militia it's right in your state constitution this is what we're talking about citizen militias that are constitutionally protected well-regulated second amendment militias there's nothing unlawful or illegal about it it is in fact protected so this is what we need to do because is your federal government doing it for you no no, no, absolutely not. So is, do the states have rights to defend themselves and deport these people? Absolutely. But mm -hmm. sadly, my own state representative 
Toby Oberdorf down in my district where I live down in South Florida, Zach didn't know that. And when I brought it up at a county commission meeting a few weeks ago, I said, why are you guys, I said, why don't you get DeSantis to spend the money to deport these people instead of parading them into Martha's Vineyard? Like, what is that doing except furthering the World Economic Forum agenda? Forum's agenda to push them in the country. Send it back. Oh, no, we can't do that. I go, what do you mean? Oh, it's against law. I go, no, it's not. It's totally within our law to do it. It's our right. We need to get rid of these people. But, you know, these representatives are all about showboating and, you know, oh, look at me. We kicked them into the blue states. You know, we're showing them. Yeah, no, you're showing the West that you're willing to do what they want you to do, which is their bidding. And it's just, you know, the mindset has got to change here. Yeah, I mean, the, the first time I heard about it, I thought it was hilarious. You know, tremendous troll. You know, great. Yeah, you know, but but I mean, to just keep doing it, all you're doing is kicking the can down the road. It's just the exact yeah. same playbook that you're using on a different day with another situation. And what you just said there, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, immigration, that's a, 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 a under federal jurisdiction, right? But if there is no specific mechanism that exists that they can identify to specifically deport or house or, or you know, I don't know, charge these people, then create one, you know? I mean, like, let's stop relying on the federal government and start working within our own communities. And, you know, what's really interesting is I I remember growing up in the 90s and uh, and hearing the um, kind of advent of the idea of, you know, right-wing militias at that time. I mean, they were really pushing that stuff, you know, the... the, uh, the terrorists, the Michigan militia. I'm from Michigan, right? So, so they right. talked about the Michigan militia a lot. You know, all, all having to do with the uh, Murrah Federal Building, and uh, and ever since then, the idea of protecting your community in those sort of self-styled militias has really cooled down, and it's it's gotten even worse in recent years with the FBI and the DOJ's rhetoric, and of course Joe Biden constantly harping on right-wing extremism. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Where can people go to specifically find information on this, Anne? Are you just in I'm your so local? I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, you, you must have softballed served that up to me because perhaps you've I, heard of this organization I've called been... TacticalCivics.com. Okay, say that again, say it again, say it again. TacticalCivics.com. Um, these guys are phenomenal. In fact, I'm going to connect you after the show yeah. with somebody that we need to have an interview with because you're going to get – Um, an eye-opening dose of the reality of the situation, that there is a constitutional way to stand up citizen grand juries and citizen militias in every single county. In fact, we have, uh, I don't know, well north of 1,200, maybe 1,500, maybe even 2,000 at this point, counties stood up with tactical civics chapters. There's only 3,100 counties in the country. So it's taking off like wildfire. I've been talking about it. Other uh, influencers are talking about it. And it's very constitutional. These are civic-minded people that are getting a real dose of reality of the law on how this all works about getting citizen grand juries stood up in your counties and then going forward and indicting the corrupt officials that have broken all kinds of laws. Look, we already have election fraud evidence everywhere. There's been fraud in the election, election and a cyber fraud specifically in all 3,100 counties. We know that. Mm-hmm. And then we also know about the COVID fraud. So why not use the evidence we have, present it to a grand jury. If they indict these people, and the sheriff has handed the presentment, the sheriff needs to make the arrest. Now, Zach, you and I both know not every sheriff's constitutional, right? Mm -mm. That's where your militia becomes the enforcement arm. And that's how tactical civics works. You have the militia be the enforcement arm. And we are allowed to have our own common law courts with a jury of their peers. Mm -hmm. So Mr. and Mrs. Public Official gets their peers in the courtroom, and it's up to the prosecutor to make the case. And if if the jury says not guilty, so be it. So be it. But that's the that's the law. 
So this is how we have to take the law back into uh, the people's hands, because as you guys know, we're the government, right? We the people. Right. That's right. We are the government. Yeah, we are it. They're taking our rightful offices. Mm-hmm. They've taken all of our rightful offices. They've um, they've they've made made them all de facto corporate jobs. They're not even de jure, or, you know, representatives anymore. Zach, we don't we don't have a government of the people. We have a government of the corporation <clears throat> representing special interests, global part, global public private partnerships. Blah 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 blah. And the DOJ, sorry, and the FBI, sorry, those are for profit entities. They don't even they're not even listed in the Constitution. They're not mm-hmm. chartered at all. The FBI, none of that stuff's chartered. All the agencies are bogus and fuck because they're all unelected bureaucrats. It's not just rhetoric. It's fact. Look it up in the Constitution. Show me the essential services where any of those organizations are listed. You can't find them. Even the Army is only supposed to be commissioned for two years during wartime. We have a standing Navy and, a, and an Army that it's, it only goes for two years. So, you know, people just don't know the law, but it's not that it's in plain English. Read it. And then let's let's act accordingly. I mean, sorry, I'm on my robot. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I mean, the, obviously, the re- there's a reason why they stopped teaching civics, right? I mean, they don't want people to know this stuff. They they don't want you to be educated on you know what the law is and how it should actually be enforced. They, they just want you to believe, <clears throat> excuse me, that the federal government has unlimited power to uh, uh, dole it out in whatever way they deem necessary. And if you have drawn the ire of any of a, a number of various agencies, well, then you better be watching out you know uh, just recently they've started uh, going after people who were in washington dc on january 6th but didn't actually enter the capitol uh you know i'm one of those people i was there covering the events of january 6th expecting to see a speech by president trump and a rally with millions of uh, trump supporters never in my wildest dreams did i imagine that the government was going to set us up in some sort of false flag event that was going to uh, you know, take any support that President Trump may have had to challenge the uh, results of the election. It was completely uh, unforeseen. Uh, I had no idea it was going to happen. And now there are millions of people who could potentially be at risk because you just had a big group of people walking. And, and now all of a sudden in these arbitrary boundaries that they drew where people were legally permitted to be there because they had permits to hold rallies. Now, all of those people are in jeopardy. It's a, it's a, it's a frightening thing. Yeah, it is. And guess what? There's millions more coming across the border that don't like you or me. Yep. And being given pathways to citizenships and guns in their hands if they become police officers in Chicago in California, and it's going to spread around the country. So then what? Did Obama 2.0, a.k.a. the vegetable in the White House, get the private army that they wanted? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, very likely, very likely. So what, what can you tell us about the uh, the people that you have witnessed yourselves coming up here? I, I mean, you know, we've seen a lot of pictures, mostly military-aged men. I never see the women and children that uh, they say are, are supposed to be huddled along there. And, and, and you specifically mentioned children. Are they siphoning the kids off and then sending them on a, a different pathway? Yeah, uh, the horror stories that we're hearing specifically from the whistleblowers are, you know, stories that where the women are either raped and murdered and left out in the field um, or or the kids. Frankly, I mean, we had a friend of ours, Dennis Pate, uh, that when we were in a federal park one night, they left the gate open. Uh, we came in. We were met by Catholic charities acting as security guards. We, they wouldn't let us advance any further. These are Catholic charities people. And they're telling us they're calling the cops because we're trespassing on federal property that uh, that a non-governmental organization is acting like a security guard. It was the most an asinine thing I've ever seen. Are you sure they weren't but CIA? Our, 
Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> one of the Chinese invaders actually threatened Masako down in Panama. Oh, my yeah. gosh. On the Darien. I wow. mean, I was physically with her when, when he did it. Yeah. Uh, okay. chi- we call him China Ninja. His English was perfect. Wow. <laughs> we call him China Ninja because he's clearly a spy. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in full seriousness. He's obviously a spy. I believe it. I would I, imagine there's got probably- to be, be a heavy intelligence presence down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this guy, for instance... Uh, we call him China Ninja. His name was actually Lushan Zha. Uh, we checked into him quite a bit. We found his address in China, found his actual, a lot about him. We found his old, uh, one of his uh, sort of uh, government ID photos and that sort of thing. But Lushan Zhao talked about, we found him late at night coming in through the Darien Gap. He was very tired. He was itching. These Morangoi bugs had been eating him up. They're, they're terrible bugs. I've been eating up by the uh, no, not in that place, I think. And that, um, but if, I got attacked by something, Zach. I was covered in welts. I was like, whoa, I didn't get sick, but man, I had some good ones. I would imagine <laughs> they've got some big mosquitoes down there. <laughs> At the very I don't know, least. I was on the HCQ. I wasn't worried about the mosquitoes, but <laughs> something, something attacked me. It was bad, but mm. yes, yeah, so go on. Sorry. Uh, uh, so anyway, Lushan Zhao, he came out of the jungle. There's this one place that we like to wait because they, they funnel out of the jungle here. And it's good to question people at nighttime. People talk more at nighttime, especially if they're alone. And Masako actually uh, uh, approached a, a group of Chinese that were coming in out of the jungle. And one in particular, he was uh, scratching. He was itching, obviously. And, uh, and, and he was angry. And he actually threatened Masako. I was there with her, uh, as were a couple of other, or as was uh, Matt was with us. And, uh, and uh, anyway, we calmed him. He actually threatened Masako. We got him calmed down, and we talked with him for an hour and a half, which we recorded, right? His English was perfect. His body language was very good. Uh, he was, I'm guessing he was MSS, the Ministry of State Security, mm-hmm. uh, possibly. Uh, there's a language school that they have, and, uh, and in this language school, they have, like, American streets, American post office. You learn everything about America, right? You have an American girlfriend or a Canadian girlfriend, that sort of thing, uh, or boyfriend, depending on – and so – uh, and so by the time you come to the United States, you know, China's not the only place that's done this. The United States th- does, has done things like this in the past as well to, tr- you know, to really train you to blend in. Right? Mm-hmm. And so some of these people, they start very young so that they can have no accent. It's very difficult to learn a foreign language, one that's very different from your own with no accent if you learn it after puberty. Right, right. right. So you need to start learning it before puberty by by teachers that have no accent, right? Mm-hmm. And he had very little accent. You had to have a really uh, trained ear to hear anything. Uh, and uh, there was a few things he would do wrong. It was slightly off. He would use, you know, man too much or something like that. He was a little bit, you know, like basically in Thailand where a lady boy uh, basically acts too much like a woman. You know, sure. that, that's how I was like, That's actually... It's the most it's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, but it's a little bit too woman, you know, and uh and, and that's how the ties the ties joke like and the lady boys joke about it too, you know. And, uh, and uh, You're too and, perfect uh, to be a real woman. It's too perfect. You know what I mean? A little, you're a little too woman, right? And he was a little too American, you know. And uh and and uh in, in any case. So he, he told that he was itching and he was uh, and and he was angry, but we, we got him settled down a little bit. And in this mode, at nighttime, alone, because we got him alone, we got some food for him. And, you know, now he's starting to feel better because he's getting some food in him. And he starts telling his story, right? 
And, um, and he talked about he had just come in through Quito, Ecuador, which is what they do. But he said before that, he'd actually come through, uh, through the Bahamas. It, one of the biggest uh, Chinese embassies is in the Bahamas, by the way. They're clearly, I mean, that's clear, there's clearly a big future for the Bahamas, and it will be Chinese, right? Mm. But the bottom line is he said that he bought a boat in, in, in the Bahamas for $5,000. We have this on audio, by the way, and some of it's on video. He, he bought this boat. For $5,000 from a Scotsman is what he said. He said he was going with his father to Florida. He ran out of fuel. He was adrift at sea. And the U.S. Coast Guard picked him up, right? And he's like, thankfully, they picked us up. Otherwise, that could have been all she wrote or, you know, come, come ashore or somewhere else. But, but he said they picked him up, right? And, uh, and they deported him back to the Bahamas. That's what ultimately happened. Now, we checked through sources with the Coast Guard he was, in fact, picked up by the Coast Guard. So that was verified. He said from that point, you know, when he was sent back to the Bahamas, uh, he was being deported back to China. He went to Cuba uh, and was changing flights as they were sending him back. And he went to Quito, right, which is where most of the Chinese come when they're coming to the Darien Gap. He got on a bus. And from Quito, he went to Nicocli, uh, Colombia, which we've been there before. And from Nicocli, he got on a boat to Caparagana, which we've done before together. And from there, he started into the Darien Gap. He made it through the Darien Gap, and then we intercepted him, and he threatened Masako. And 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 uh, he told this amazing story for 90 minutes or so. And then his father came and sat down with us. But what did you think? Was that his father? No. His handler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what we all thought. There was yeah. something about it. Let Masako say. She's got very good sense on things like this. Uh, to me, they look like agents. Mm-hmm. Like agents or agents? Agents. But agents. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they are like bodies. Sure. And uh, I found him. He was dropped off with other Chinese people on the street. And I got curious who those people were. So I had my phone in my hand and I uh, got close to him uh, by the fence. And then he found out that I was filming them. So he approached to me and he was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He told me something in Chinese because I, I look like Chinese. Sure. He look, look like. But by the way, I make jokes. Shall I do? Yeah, about the eyes. Yeah. Uh, among agents, we say, um, this is Chinese, this is Korean, this is Japanese. <laughs> and this is round eye. <laughs> well, you said it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you can't get away with that. No, no. You can be like banned on Canceled, YouTube. Canceled, yeah. <laughs> round eyes can't get away with that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so okay. We have a lot of fun. So, so This is the most politically incorrect group oh on planet Earth. Well, you're in anyway. good company. So, so, so after you, after you speak with him for 90 minutes, and his you know so-called father shows up, what what yeah, was his to the taco that we actually yeah. reeled him in the boat? What so, was what was his his destination? I, I mean, was he heading towards the southern border? Is that where he's he's going into the United States? Yes, he he was saying that we are going to United States. So we kept asking why you want to go to United States, and he said. I'm American by heart. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Don't forget the killer. He kept saying that. He kept saying that, didn't he? I'm going to message him right now. After I kill you, I'm going to America. You got his phone I'm number? I'm going to message him right now. You got his phone number? 
He hasn't messaged me in months because I've been talking about one of the ways to destroy a spy is to just say his name yeah, and whatever burn him. he's done and burn him. photos, which I've done. Yeah. So he's, uh, by now he's – oh, actually, I know he noticed because he messaged me about it. Let me see. What did he say when he did that? And he was upset. Um, <laughs> you like, blew my cover. <laughs> you blew my cover. I saw you talking about me on War Room. What are you doing? I was like, come on, buddy. <laughs> Here he is. Let's message him right now. Tell him that he's got an opportunity yeah. to come on a global podcast right now. <laughs> I'll tell him right now. Yeah, tell him we, we've got we've got thousands of people watching. He can uh, tell us about his his American heart. <laughs> yeah, right. For real. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I say, hold on. We are talking about you, and I give him an exclamation mark. Uh, want to come on a podcast now? <laughs> I doubt he's going to. Zach, you know what's crazy about this whole thing? What's that? It's, it's like, you know, like how you have um, the Department of Defense, but meanwhile, they, they don't see 9-11 happening, right? You have yeah. EPA, which, you know, we have toxic waste going everywhere. They don't know how it's happening. So everything the government says they're doing the exact opposite happens. So right. Joe Biden signs his DNA, the Declaration of North America in January. And if you read the whole document, it talks about really destroying the borders between Canada, and Mexico, and the U.S., but how they're going to protect the indigenous, uplift the women, save the environment, climate, DEI, all this stuff. And then you go to the Darien Gap where the U.S. and the U.N. have their flags. And it's all about, you know, making sure that the migrants get to the United States. But they're destroying the indigenous population. They're destroying the the uh, the culture. They're destroying the land. They're destroying all the endemic species. Um, and now they're, of course, destroying America. Mm-hmm. So everything that they say and they publish, the exact opposite is happening. And, you know, to Masato's point, she's down there. And she's now being threatened by the same people that there's, they're, they're paying thousands of dollars to come in to this country. And now we know the FBI, Christopher Ray is like, oh, well, you know, we have some terror cells. No, dude, we have 50, we have terror cells in all 50 states. Oh, yeah. We have Hezbollah and Hamas coming across the border. Um, you have Afghanis. Heck, we both, Michael, like interviewed an Afghani that saw dead bodies all over the place and said, the worst experience ever, don't go through the gap. And this was like a 24 year old Afghan boy. Who is very fit, mm-hmm. right? So this this is not humanitarian. This is about building the army inside the United States to destroy America, so they can you know suck us into the new world order and just just you know disarm Americans. That's what it's about. Oh, I, so yeah, it, definitely, definitely. Uh, how, it, how many ridiculous. people? How many? What percentage of people who attempt to make it through actually complete the journey? I mean, how many deaths do you think we're actually talking about? That number has dramatically changed. I would say at this point, it's much bigger. I would say, I would say, through the actual gap, I would say at least ninety-five percent make it now. I would say probably more like ninety-eight or ninety-nine. But in the past, it was like uh, three years ago when Chuck Holton and I and Masako first went down there. I would say, well, Chuck had been there years before. I would say it was more like ten percent were dying. It was over the top. Wow. Now I would say that fewer than one percent are dying, like far fewer. And on the route that the Chinese take, like I don't know, one out of several thousand might die coming that route. Their route's much safer. Actually, you know, two people just went through. Yeah, Muckraker, uh, the real Muckraker dot com. Anthony Rubin and his brother just went through the gap. Like they just got out like yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. They went through. They went. They flew to Quito. Went up to Colombia, and they went. Yeah, they they were following China. They went through the gap with Syrians and Chinese and Venezuelans and uh, Bangladeshis and uh, Afghans. A- Afghans, that's right. He said the Afghans were trying to take his water filter. Yeah, and they wanted his shoes, like out in the middle of the jungle. Right. Yeah. 
and got angry with him when he wouldn't give us a water filter. Actually, you should get him one. Yeah. Right now, he's in Panama. He okay. finally made it to Panama City yesterday night. Right? The, the Panamanians are rioting now. They're pissed. They're blocking roads, throwing sand in the canal. They're pissed off at the government because the government's doing dirty contracts. Um, and, of course, giving away their natural resources to the mm-hmm. Chinese. Panamanians are figuring out. And the Indians are, are now finally getting pissed off. Oh, because they're super based. They're, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, they're just like they're like. Wait a minute, our whole culture, our whole way of life. These were agrarian people. They lived on the water. They had agriculture and, and you know animals and farms. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, show him. Show, show Zach. Oh, oh, you moved it. You moved the picture. Anyway, the, the, the Panamanians, the Indians, the indigenous—they're waking up to the fraud. But the problem is, they don't have the money or the or the military to stop it. Right? Mm-hmm. They just don't have it. So again, like uh, one of uh, one of the sources that Michael was talking to. Uh, told uh, told Michael, yeah, the United States government gave the Panamanians seventeen million dollars to help with this migrant flow, of which the uh, Center Front, which is their border protection unit, only got a million bucks. Where the other, where the other money go? It just like disappeared. You know, it's like more waste, fraud, and abuse. It's just you know, it, it, the whole thing is a joke. So we don't these countries down here where we are right now in Belize, very very poor. They don't have the money or the resources to do anything about it. The Chinese and the Taiwanese are in here building infrastructure, and it's making the country a better place and more hospitable for tourism, which is really what they have in some agriculture. But they don't have a massive GDP here. Yeah. So they're going to take whoever's down here, you know, putting the footprint down, and that's the CCP. They're all over. So oh, here's when he threatened you. Like, right here. We need the Monroe Doctrine. This like, is, where's this, that? This is actually when when uh, when Masako, uh first time. So anybody speaks Mandarin can hear the back. <laughs> this is actually. I'm pretty sure you're a spy. I can't tell. Oh come on, you're a shooting. You're a spy, brother. Okay, I'm Anthony Rubin said that. I'm going to now. I'm going to tell everything about it. You leave the video. I'm going to get into it. All right. Watch him sit with us. What? Yeah, sit, with sit with us. Go with you. Sit with us here. Yeah, We're at the restaurant. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> He's got skinny, je- skinny jeans Thank on you, and everything. Masako's yeah, br- like, watch me catch that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys here, saw it here like, first. Here, she doesn't drink beer. Here, hold my green tea. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese spy doxed on Red Pill 78. Love it. Um, okay, so, so people who are coming through, is this primarily just a, 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 a human trafficking operation, or is, is the, the narco trafficking also taking place on this route? I think this is okay. Who did that? Our readers are watching us. Oh, right on. (laughs) JBS just said it. Speaking of politically incorrect, JBS on my Twitter, he operates my Twitter. His name is so. If you see JBS on my Twitter, post something. He he's he's Jew behind the scenes. He's Jewish, so I call him JBS. We we were in Tokyo one time, and we're in this. He's smoking a cigar, and he's. He's plotting the way Al does. He's got a big Jewish brain. And he's super smart, right? And he's smoking, and he's got this spill in the dimly lit room. I said, you really are the Jew behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, I know you're watching, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Al, but I didn't know he was Jewish until Dr. Zelenko's brother, Frank, came out to the border with us because Frank calls me and goes, I want to come meet you at the border. He's like, I got to see this for myself. I'm like, come on out. We're in Texas. Come so he shows up with his podcasting partner, Greg, great team. And uh, 
he meets uh he meets uh Al and all of a sudden Al's accent changed. And I, he sounded like he was totally Jewish. I totally Jewish. <laughs> what? The, the Yiddish so comes like, out. <laughs> well, Al, we love you. Al, you should be here. We miss you. That's yeah, so funny. Actually, Al, do, do me a favor. Follow me back with uh, Michael's account on Twitter, if you will. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he runs it. I mean, I post on Twitter every day. Yeah. But anytime you see JBS post something, that's you behind the scenes. Right on, right on. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys, we've, we've only got about 20 minutes left. Uh, if you don't mind, I wanted to get some calls from the audience tonight because we've always got good stuff coming from them. Uh, if you are out there and you're watching and you want to join the conversation, if you got a question for any of my esteemed guests regarding their experiences, what they've witnessed, or uh, any of the work they've done in the past, please Go ahead and jump on the line. If you've got the Zoom application on your phone, your tablet, or your computer, you can just click this link, and that will bring you into the call. You'll be in the waiting room, and I'll have to bring you in one at a time individually. If you're just on a regular phone, you can call the number that you see on the screen. I'm going to put that in the chat as well, 646-931-3860. And then you need to enter the meeting ID, which, and that's actually the correct meeting ID on screen, 203-534-1837. We have our first caller on the line. It's Trisha, Q Patriot, Texas. We'll let Trisha in in just a second. But Michael, you had something there? Yeah, my friend, you know, the author... Uh, James Bradley, the author of Flags of Our Fathers. Absolutely. He just sent me something breaking. Former, I guess you said it's a couple days old. Yeah. Uh, former U.S. Army General and National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn, says that there are members of the House and oh, Senate yeah. that are compromised by globalists who blackmailed them because they had sex with children. Sure. I mean, uh, obviously, Menendez comes to mind. He was uh, hanging out in the Dominican Republic and got busted with child prostitutes. You know, what's really interesting to oh, me is... Oh, can I say something about that? Sure. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go I, I ahead. just went to the Dominican Republic earlier this year with Chuck Holton mm-hmm. because they got a big wall between Haiti and Dominican Republic. Yeah. Dominican Republic um, uh, deported about 162,000, I think, Haitians, something like that. Wow. And, um, but so I was with Chuck in, in, you know, Dominican Republic, and, and there were a lot of, uh, child prostitutes with, with clear foreigners with them downtown. In oh, the yeah. Cars. It's like Shameless. unbelievable. Shameless. It's, it's it's awful. It's disgusting. But yeah, but Menendez, he, he was uh, he was, you know, caught in that situation many times. And I've always thought that, you know, obviously it, uh, the the intel aspect to this, there there is a uh, an institutionalized uh, layer to the child trafficking that goes on. And uh, the CIA, the Mossad, they use pedophiles and people who have been compromised in that way because those people will do anything. You know, it's like, you know, you're going to provide me with a, a couple of kids anytime I ask then, you know, I have no problem spying, giving information, or just doing whatever it is that you need me to do. So I've always thought that was why Menendez was able to to stay in D.C. and uh, has uh, avoided any real criminal repercussions. I, I think it's kind of interesting what's happening to him right now because uh, he looks like he's finally going to go down for some stuff, not for, you know, hanging out with child prostitutes, but whatever puts him in prison, I'm comfortable with it. Um Okay, there was, uh, you know what, I had something else and I, it, it escaped me. I'll, I'll probably, uh, it'll probably come up in a, in a moment. But let me go ahead and bring in our first caller. Let's bring in Trisha and we'll see what Trisha has for us. And thank you once again, guys. If you're just joining us uh, and you have not yet, please hit the like button. 
We've got about 2,000 people in the Rumble chat and only 382 likes. Liking the show will seriously help us out. Trisha, you are on the air, and if you uh, <laughs> if you don't want to show your face, you can just continue to point at the ceiling. Um, That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I did not want to show my face. I wanted to show the book. Hold on. Let me actually, Um, I think I can. Where are you at? There we go. Oh, it's crazy. Good. Oh, no. Trisha, you just, are you there, Trisha? We're we're like in the jungle, literally. Let's see this bug. I love big jungle bugs. Hold on. Trisha, you're going to have to start your video again. Okay. Hang on a second. Let me get the screen bigger. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Let me show the bugs in the dairy and gap. And swing oh. off vines like Tarzan. Yeah, monkeys that are, will wake us up tomorrow. Hey, I can't sport my video. Hmm. I'm, I'm clicking on the, it says, you cannot start your video because the host has disabled it. Oh, no. Hold on just a second. Um, show non-video participants. Okay. And then let me ask to start. You should see something that says ask to start video. There you go. There you go. Okay. The moment of truth in mm-hmm. Iraq. I've heard of that book. That's how long I've been following you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) What is that, 15, 16 years? Yep, that was one of my, that was, is that my only book out of Iraq? I should have written a few more, but I kept going to war. And that picture of yours was stolen by many, so. (laughs) Yeah, I was, and it was costly for a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you got them. And I just want to say to the other two guests, thank you for all you're doing. And I'm out here in the woods of Texas, and I don't have TV. Uh, the only news I get is red pill. Awesome. <laughs> and, um, so I didn't realize what you were doing down in Texas. And it really bothers me because I'm not that far from the border. I would have liked to have been there. So, um Anyway, I just want to thank you for all you're doing, all of Thank you for calling in. You know, if I show up in your neighborhood, you should probably be, uh, like, you know, clearing your fields of fire. (laughs) Clearing my fields of fire? I mean, I say that facetiously, but, you know, the reason I go to places like Panama, or we're here in Belize, I mean, it's clear that there's a future for Belize that's not as pleasant as a lot of people here might, might imagine. I mean, there's OIM offices here which is the immigration for the international organization for migration. They're like the pump this pumping all these millions of people into the United States. IOM mm-hmm. is behind most of that. A lot of Americans, even congressmen that I speak with, don't know about that. Intelligence people that I speak with are like, what's the IOM? You know, it's like, what's concrete when you're standing on top of the Hoover Dam, you know, it's like, that's, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> how do you think they're getting here? You know what I mean? Uh, it's uh, it's it's IOM actually. They're they're the big pump panel, and it's uh, the 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 main uh, person in charge there is Amy Pope, and she was bragging about I don't know six weeks ago that America is the principal funder of IOM. We're the we're the ones causing this invasion in the United States. And what what does IOM stand for? What's that acronym for? <clears throat> Uh, the International Organization for Migration. Okay, okay. International Organization for Migration. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, that's that's messed up. Here, you see all kinds of, you know, UN, UNICEF, um, uh, 
what was another one? A World Food Program, mm-hmm. a World Homicide Organization, WHO. You'll see them all. World like, Homicide. You'll see exactly. them all like within a couple of blocks of each other. The, oh, tell them we just saw tonight. Yeah, we just saw the UN and the US Embassy like across the street from one another. Yeah. I mean, it's like, here in the capital of Belize. Yeah, and the, right here in the capital of uh, Belapan. The the, the 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 United Nations uh, headquarters is like a hundred yards from the front gate. Yeah, UNHCR right is like Masako knows all about these guys. I mean, she'll she can talk for days on this stuff. Actually, again, Masako is the Japanese uh, samurai. Actually, her last name is Ganaha. Three syllables means from samurai descent, right? She literally is from samurai, Sweet. and she waited in the cold for. She flew over to Davos and was doing a lot of research. And along the way, said, "You know, I'll just wait for, uh, for that up. guy, for that guy to come out." You know, and you did it. Like you got China Ninja. Like you got so many. You wouldn't believe all the fish she brings in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! All right, well, listen, Trisha, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate you, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Trisha. All right, we'll see Hope you soon. See you in Texas. God bless. Peace. All right. Three more callers. Let's bring in the next one. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Uh, yes, it's last Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm, I'm fine. It's, it's the last Mimsy. Oh, last Mimsy. Okay, okay. I, yes, I know you. I know you. Welcome back to the program, yeah. last Mimsy. Okay, Thanks. and uh, what's Thanks. your question for the panel? Um, well, it's kind of... Gee, and specifically, I've been trying to find that information that she's put out and talked about a few times about um, state sovereign. I think that's what she, they're calling it. How do you become a... Oh, yeah, sure. How, yeah, I, I recommend a website, statenational.us. They have a great study guide on there on the American State National. They have a study guide. They have all of the, uh, the documentation, the paperwork, and uh, it's a very user-friendly website, statenational.us. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. And, Zach, I just want to thank you for all the work you do, um, putting on your shows every day, and the great guests that you bring on. Um, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Lass Mimsy. I appreciate you, and uh, thank you for your, your patronage and your support over the years, for sure. And you guys have a great evening. Thank all right, you. you too. God bless. Thank we'll you. see you. All right, next caller. Caller, you're on the line. Make sure you mute the stream in the background. And can I get your name? Uh, it's Casey, Zach. How are you, brother? Casey, welcome back to the program, my friend. How are you doing tonight? Wonderful, and always enjoy the beautiful <clears throat> ladies you get on for the, hey, the podcast. What can I say, you uh, know? <laughs> you're the man. Swing. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's 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 uh, it's a consequence of uh, the level of intelligence of the people in this movement. You know, it's like brains and beauty come along with a conservative point of view. Unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately, we don't have any blue haired weirdos showing up on the show. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> Everybody can be converted. Every, yes, that's right. That's right. There's always time to go to the gym and start eating healthy. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and quickly, Zach. I got to give you props, Badlands, obviously, for the uh, the coverage on the Colorado lawsuit oh, yes. against Trump. Yeah, uh, you were broadcasting it on Rumble, and right after Cash Patel, who he just murdered, you know, the prosecution. Yep. Right after he got off the stand, uh, the prosecutor brought up the point that there were 
unauthorized broadcast streaming of the uh, of, of the trial, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be you guys. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. What's your name, Andy? And so you know yeah. that's a feather in your cap. Well, and to, to see that the reach. What was so crazy? About, yeah. Okay, so so guys. <clears throat> Uh, Badlands, which is another network that I'm uh, a co-host on a number of shows for, we we were live streaming the Colorado proceedings, and the prosecutor, at the behest of Jenna Griswold, stops and asks the judge to publicly admonish the non-authorized users that were streaming the the proceedings, and they actually doxed Ash, the the woman who was running the stream, and uh, and I don't know. So that means that, like, the state of Colorado, she doesn't use her last name on the air. I've never even heard her say it. So I don't know how they found out. They must have had, like, a quick background check done on her, maybe backtraced to see where the IP address was going. It means they put a lot of effort into determining who exactly was running the board on that stream. And uh, obviously... It was uh, it was a splinter in their ass. So yeah, you're right. It was uh, it was uh, it was a nice little feather in our cap. And, and if you're not being admonished, you're not trying. That's right. That's right. I know. But uh, just a couple of quick questions, uh, just in the sense of you are in Belize. Uh, I hope you'd be doing supplemental intel on John McAfee because that was his home base for a while, and uh, hopefully he could get some intel and update us because. I'm sure he might be still alive, at least in cyberspace. Uh, But uh, you uh, also talked about the uh, Panama Canal. How much validity can you give to, was it the uh, Ben-Gurion Canal that's going through Gaza in the sense of supplemental to the Suez Canal and the whole thing with Gaza, I call it the Hamasakos, what's going on there to implement the canal, the new canal going uh, into the Red Sea. Yeah, so you guys, uh, it, if it, just to bring you up to speed, I, I've done a couple of reports on this in the last week. So the Ben-Gurion Canal is uh, a long-simmering plan by the Israelis in conjunction with the UK and the US to run a canal that would be a competitor to the Suez Canal, which is, you mentioned 6% of the world's trade goes through the Panama Canal, 12% goes through the Suez Canal, so a lot of money is on the line there. And then, uh, you know, also... Uh, uh, they they could expand it with the the bedrock that they have through that portion of the Israeli desert. They'd be able to make it a canal that multiple ships could go through at the same time. So lots of money. Uh, but actually, KC, that's been in construction since 2021 when the Evergrande went to ground in the Suez Canal. Uh, within a month, 30 days, they announced the construction of the Ben Gurion Canal. And uh, I said it was long simmering because back in the, I don't know, 1800s, they had initially started exploring putting a canal through that area of the Middle East. And then in the 1960s, the United States had a plan to detonate 560 some odd nuclear weapons through that portion of the desert to bust out that rock. And I think at a certain point they decided maybe that was kind of a stupid idea. They would poison the area and it doesn't matter how many ships they can get through a nuclear nuclear wasteland but it's actually happening are you guys at, at all familiar with it yeah we're looking at it right now i mean it's, it's another you know silk road beauty isn't it yep i mean that's why we're here is uh nothing but logistics i mean logistics everywhere right like the reason that they're taking for instance uh netherlands yep is netherlands is at the end of one of these nexuses right 
It's where the Rotterdam Harbor is. Okay. Just south of Antwerp. This is all about logistics and money. It has nothing to do with, with it just has to do with who's in the way of our of our arteries that we're opening up. Yeah. So. Well, I, I want to make a point on the uh, uh, you're down at, obviously at the Darien Gap or you were there. Um, my all my my thought on this is if we're being invaded, it's wartime. Uh, enact the Monroe Doctrine, and you don't go with nukes, but you go with Moabs enough to cut off the artery that they're coming through. I mean, you warn the people, you drop leaflets and everything, but you literally blow the crap out of the area, so you know they can't even get through water wise let alone the land, and you just say, hey, cut it out, you know. Uh, that way, you, at least you remove the continental shift of migrants going we through. Just shut the border. We just need to shut the border. I mean, they did it for COVID. Abbott could shut the border for COVID, but instead he would opt to bow to the World Economic Forum, pave over the agricultural and the Rio Grande Valley to get more tax receipts and sub out the, the farming to the Mexicans across the border. They're widening the international bridge because this is all part of the North America, America Declaration. I mean, the, um, the NDA, Declaration of North America, excuse me. This is about truly making one region. This is their plan. This is what they believe. And we just, you know, since our own governors won't shut the border, we the people have to decide, do we want to be Americans or do we want to be homogenized and taken over by a bunch of people that don't want, that don't even want us here? You know, Michael and I talked about it on podcasts today and yesterday that, you know, the Chinese believe that North America and South America, because there's descendants of Asian DNA, that they have rights to it and it's their land. And so the, the Chinese really believe North America belongs to them because of the Indian, you know, the indigenous people in North America. So this is like, you know, we have to decide, do we want to keep this country or not? And if we don't, you know, and that's truly what the American people believe. Well, then so be it. Then the rest of us have got to figure out what we're going to do. Because, like, I mean, you know, this is where we are right now. We're at that pivotal point in history where we have to decide if we're Americans and are we going to stand up and fight like our ancestors did. I'm the DAR. Michael's the son of the of the American Revolution. I'm a daughter. It's in my DNA. I'm going to stand up and fight for my country. But I may lose because maybe most of the people don't want it. I don't think that's the case. And maybe it's because they don't understand what the, what the, what's at stake here. But we are literally going to lose what it means to be American because the borders are gone and the whole ideology yeah. and political philosophy will shift. But, but it's also <laughs> about sending a message. And, and I really love Vivek's uh, putting heads on spikes as a message to say, you know what? We're serious. We're not taking anybody's crap. I mean, it's a little like uh, The Walking Dead. But you know what? That goes a long way to tell people, you know what? You cross this line, you're gone. So I just figured, you know, we need a, a real president and a strong president to make a, a difference in the messaging. And just one last question. Uh, we know that uh, DeSantis is a member of the Knights of Malta, and Zach knows how much I hate secret societies. But I also heard General Flynn is also a member of the Knights of Malta. Can you confirm, deny, and give us any new intel? I, I can't. I, I've never heard that. I don't 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 know anything about it. I just know General Flynn is busting his ass going all over this country, trying to get people to wake up and understand what's at stake. And I saw the most asinine thing on Twitter today that somebody's saying they put four pictures of General Flynn up saying it's not the same guy. Well, we were all laughing about it in a chat. You're we like, really? 
That's... I mean, Lynn Wood did that with me because my hair color goes from blonde to dark blonde, and I've aged in eight years doing this kind of work. And he put pictures up saying, "Did the real Ann Vander still stand up?" Like, really, Lynn? Have you lost it completely? I mean, you know, you can't make this stuff up. People are going to do what they're going to do because they're controlled opposition. So when you see that kind of garbage out there, it's like, you know what? I don't have time for it. Move on. You know, let's let's look at the facts here. What General Flynn is doing is he's trying to save the country. What Michael's doing is he's trying to save the country. Masaka's trying to wake up her Japanese countrymen and to remind Americans, if you don't fight, we need you because you've always been there. But she knows her country needs to stand up and fight, too. This is about humanity now, man. This is not even just about America. The globalists are going to destroy humanity because they think there's too many of us. Mm-hmm. And that's really at that point. Yeah, look at all of the shills. Look at all of the shills who have turned on General Flynn. They have oh, yeah. always, always, without fail, been glowies from the start, and they were always consumed with siphoning people off into their audience and pretending like they're the only ones you should be paying attention to because they've yeah. got the real intel. And I was not surprised to see that today. I've been waiting for that guy to expose himself, and I'm so happy he finally did. I'm hoping that people will pay attention to that. I'm not even going to say his name because he doesn't deserve to have his name graced on my lips yes thank you zach i agree yep all right casey we got to take this final caller buddy so but thank you very much for calling thank you absolutely and i just i just want to say to ann's point about blondes i'm a blonde and the saying is you know blondes have more fun no it's people with blondes that have more fun (laughs) Thank you. God bless. Keep up the fight. God bless. All right. See you, Casey. Bye-bye. All right. Final caller of the night. Caller, you are on the air. Make sure you mute that stream. And can we get your name? Caller, caller, mute the stream. Caller, mute the stream. Caller. Yeah. Yeah. Mute the stream. Who's this? Who's this? I'm sorry. It's okay. It's Freya, Freya and the boys. How you doing, buddy? Freya and the boys, uh, I'm doing awesome. You know, I'm, I have a whole new spiritual awakening going on here. Right on. Glad I, to hear I've it. I've been uplifted, and I think things are really happening, and they're real. But I have some questions. Don't ask more, okay? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. We, we're, we're right at the end of the show, so uh, so go ahead and get it out. And well, I, I loved your your early stuff, and you guided me to to the right spot. But what happened with Charlie Ward? What happened with Charlie Ward? What do, What do you mean? Well, I don't know. Charlie Ward kind of seems like a shrill. He seems to get shrill. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble asking. I haven't spoken to Charlie in a long time. I, I, so what, are you talking about his health, or, or what do you mean? Well, well originally, I've been, I've been in this game for a long time. You guys were best friends. Oh, I love Charlie. I still love Charlie. I think he's a great guy. I just haven't spoken to him in a long time. I don't have anything bad to say about Charlie. Freya, are you there? I I I'm think sure. I think we lost him. 
I don't. I don't. I don't I'm know. not sure. I, I don't know what his question was, Zach. I had trouble understanding. No, it's, I thought he said shrill. Yeah, it's, but I, I was like, I don't think he meant shrill. So I was trying to figure out what he said. He, he was he was breaking up. So I I, I think it, we just had a bad connection. All right. Well, Frey okay. and the boys, thank you very much for being the the final caller. I appreciate it. All right, you guys. Well, I want to thank you for uh, being here tonight and gracing us with your time and making the time as you're on the road. I always like to ask my guests at the end of the show what you'd really like the audience to take away from tonight's conversation so michael let's let's begin with you and we'll end with ann go ahead what would you what would you say as a final word michael there's many uh grave threats to the united states but the bottom line like misako said earlier uh if the border's not closed we're just dead period a lot of and, and we need to do start mass deportations anybody who's not talking seriously about mass deportations if they're only talking about closing the border they're not even a serious person. Sure. We have to do mass deportations. And I mean tens of millions. Oh, I, I agree with you. All right, Masaka, how about you? Many Japanese people are waking <clears throat> up. And uh, in order to fight against this globalism, we need to unite it globally in patriotic uh, form. So let's get united. All right. And Anne, how about you? Good to see you. <clears throat> Yeah, good to see you too, Zach. Um, you know, again, this is that moment in history. Look, the future 250 years from now is going to look back at us. Do we, were we part of the revolution or were we the people that just gave it away to globalism? You know, we have a choice right now, America. And uh, I stand here to stand up and fight for our country. It doesn't mean I'm running into the woods with an AR-15 shooting guns everywhere. It just means I'm defending what is rightfully ours. And uh, this can all end when we all say no. We just have to stand in unison and say no. And just take it back. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right. So as you guys know, I always encourage every single one of you to get active in your local communities. I hope that after tonight's conversation, if you have not started to do so yet, you will be encouraged to get going. Let me go through the final thank yous from the uh, viewers over here on the Foxhole. Uh, let me say thank you very much to uh, Mighty Patriot for dropping a phone. Appreciate it. Uh, Scott is at six. Sexy Dan 77 says, uh, you know, they are really stupid. All the shit is just going to help Trump in the end. Yeah, they, they, they truly are really stupid. But at the same time, uh, their stupidity is doing uh, incalculable damage to the United States. And I can only hope that that damage is enough to wake up the people who have not yet gotten on this bandwagon. Anon Doc Remember, stupidity is a force of nature. <clears throat> yes. And, I mean, and it's very important to understand that. And I mean that with full seriousness. It, it is actually a force of nature. The, the, the ability to just be absolutely stupid and audacious and reckless is a force of nature. Mm-hmm. Like all these millions of people crossing jungles and deserts and getting into the United States against all odds, they are making it. Most of them are making it. I mean, they, and, and you might want to read the, the Laws of Human Stupidity. It's a great book. It's an incredible book. I'm not familiar with it. I'll I'll put it. I'll I'll. I'll, It's it's an incredible book. Okay, I'll I'll buy a copy. Uh, Anon Doc seventy seven. He says, uh, "I've been a watcher since the YouTube days, and we both lived in Michigan. Good work. Love the show. Thank you very much, Anon Doc. Glad to hear it. Uh, And I've known your name for a very long time." Thank you, Sean Joe, for the cookie. Thank you, J2Dank, for the can. Filter Dog one says, pile on in, the more the merrier. Glad to have you 
here. Also, Rumble will screw you sooner or later. Well, that's why I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket, that's for sure. OG Lurker 71 says, great show tonight. Much appreciated. Filter Dog 1, Zach is a superstar. Well, uh, I'll, if you say so, thank you very much. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Average Joe Patriot, one of my OGs. Good to see you, buddy. Dropping a can. Lazarus James, thank you for the can. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Thank you, Slug Trail, as well. And then also Sean Joe and Donna Bo Libby. I sincerely appreciate everyone for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you so much for the vital support that you're offering me and the channel. I'm just going to check real quick to make sure I didn't miss anything on Cash App. Nothing came through on Ko-Fi. Damon, thank you so much, Damon. I think I thanked you yesterday. Patrick Ryan, I definitely did not see this one. For He says, things are tough, just helping a little bit. Patrick, I sincerely appreciate everything uh, and uh, all of the support you guys can offer in any way, even if it's just liking and sharing the show. That really, really does do a lot. It lets Rumble know that this is a good show. Obviously, over on the Foxhole, it lets the people who might watch the replay know that it's a good one to see. And, of course, uh, anything that you guys can do to help share us on social media. Follow me on social media, Redpill78 everywhere. Also on Rumble and uh, Foxhole as Redpill78. You can go to my website, redpill78news.com. We've got the audio podcast. We've got all of the archives of every single show available on there since I was deleted from YouTube back in 2020. Uh, and that's something like 1,400 shows at this point. I can't even believe it. So, you guys, do you want to tell anybody where they can find your work as well? Saga. I'm on uh, X and YouTube. I do many interviews in English also. So if you are uh, if you are interested, please visit my platform. Masako Ganaha. Uh, Masako Ganaha. Masako Ganaha. <laughs> okay, okay, excellent. And then uh, Michael. I'm on X. Or, uh, no, I'm sorry, on Ann. At Ann Vanderstill. At Ann Vanderstill everywhere. Okay, beautiful, Michael. Uh, my name's Michael Yan. I'm on X every day in locals and Big Honey Six on X. Okay, excellent. Follow them and uh, continue to uh, stay abreast of everything that's going on. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Remember, I have a very special guest, uh, a friend who I'm not going to tell you he's in town. He came to visit in person. So we're going to be doing a live in-studio podcast tomorrow. So be here tonight or tomorrow at 9 p.m. to find out who. Until that time, good luck. God bless. Thank you, each and every one of you, for everything you're doing to raise awareness and save America. We'll see you tomorrow.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.